Well, hello. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Cardelia Reed, your spiritual life coach, and I am the host for your show, Fruit for Your Soul. Glad you are listening in. And today I'm going to discuss something with you because I want to know how do you identify yourself? But before I do, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I identify myself. Well, I got into uh, ministry, and that's essentially what spiritual life coaching is, because I grew up under a lot of um, just basically thrusted into the exact world, direct world of spiritual warfare uh, from the time time I was a child into my adulthood. And um, at, at some point in my life, I was actually healed. And that was a couple of years ago. Ooh, and time is going so fast, it may be a little bit longer almost two and a half to three years ago, probably. But either way, I was healed. And the Holy Spirit actually was able to turn all of that around for the best and for the good. Uh, Obviously, he's with us all along, that instinctive voice inside of us that's constantly telling us the right thing to do. So um, it's not that he wasn't there. It's just I had to know exactly how to identify his voice and then to know that I actually identify myself with him and him only and to stay on track only with him. So it doesn't mean you're not going to get off track sometime. Of course I did. That's how I I got to where I am now. (laughs) Got off track, got back on track, got off track, got back on track. And so the goal is to stay always on the right track, even when you, uh, when you get off sometimes, which is what we all do. Okay. So, Let's see, how do you identify yourself? And what that question really means is if you're looking in the mirror, you see an exact image of yourself, correct? Because you're looking in the mirror, right? That's a reflection of who you are. Just as our words, our actions, the people we talk to, the things we talk about, the places we go, who do we associate ourselves with, those are the things that also identify us. So let's just say someone did not know you and they could not tell who you are by your face, but they could hear you. They could hear the words that you're saying and they could see the people that you're interacting with and they could see the results of some of the the things that you have done throughout the day. Who would they identify you with? Someone good, someone bad, uh, the Holy Spirit, Satan or the enemy, uh, would they say you were just a great positive person? Would you say you are just a negative person? Either way, I think you get the point. And one of the things that I have learned in life is very hard to do both and be clear about who you truly identify yourself with. In other words, a lot of us straddle the fence a lot. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says about this. And If you go to Matthew 6, chapter 24, verse, it says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And what in the world does mammon mean anyway? I remember when I first heard this particular verse, I was actually sitting in church as a child and thinking, I don't know what mammon means. I could take a guess at what it means. But it simply means to determined uh to be go after wealth uh you know it means that you know you're looking for materialistic things you're pursuing uh things in the world that are wealthy or rich or that those are the desires so in other words it's saying that it's really hard to say you love god and also say i just love wealth and material things 
I've actually had, um, I remember I met a girl several years ago and I really liked her as a person and, you know, I liked our conversations and, you know, I didn't know her very well, but one day she said something where all kinds of red flags went up. The only thing she said to me was, I love material things. And when she said that, I was thinking, uh oh, I like things too. I like clothes. I like shoes. I like things, but I don't love them. I mean, I, those are things that's just a part of a hobby. I love fashionable clothes. I love pretty bling. I love things like that. Uh, I like to wear them, but I, I haven't found a fulfillment in them. And, you know, and I can wear my sweats around the house and I can be just as happy and I can love a whole, a whole lot of other things, but it's not a priority. So when she said that, an alarm went off, but it wasn't until her actions, okay? It doesn't matter what she said, right? Because she can say anything. But it wasn't until her actions actually showed that, um, the conversation was always <clears throat> the conversation was always around um, a comparison between herself and someone else with, with a, what was a perceived a better job title, or what perceived that person made more money, or what perceived what that you know what was the vacation they went on, how much did it cost, where did they go? It was always a comparison of other people, and if those other people got what she thought was better in life, and they um, were in her peer group, there was a lot of jealousy in her heart towards that, you know, so it was those things. And, and of course, you know, a lot of other things go along with that. There's the constant tearing down of other people. There's a constant complaining about their own life. There's a constant unhappiness. There's a big gaping hole there that always seemed to need to be fulfilled with something. And it never seemed to be God, even though this person is a believer and goes to church because we know that loving God starts with a relationship and not with a building. Okay, so of course we go there to fellowship with others in the church, but it starts with that relationship. So at the end of the day, I really was confused about her character. And it wasn't until I started walking to this walk where I learned to know a tree based on the fruit that it bears. A good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. Now, I know you've heard me say that before in other podcasts, but at the end of the day, her tree was bearing, was straddling the fence. Today she was nice, uh, tomorrow she wasn't. Or it could be a little bit of both in the same uh, hour. It could be happy, sad, good, bad, right, wrong. And it was just constant back and forth to finally say, okay, I've had enough. I, I don't even know who I'm talking to. I, I don't even know what you're going to do, what you're going to say next. You know, and we know people like this. It's just inconsistent. And God is not a spirit of inconsistency. He is the Holy Spirit of accuracy and consistency so it's very obvious to me who she was identifying herself with even though she said I know God has my back actually those were her exact words and I want you to think about that today when you say you are identifying yourself with God and you are a believer in God who do you talk to throughout the day who are you choosing to talk to what do they represent in their lives what are their actions throughout the day? What are they doing for other people, with other people, or to other people? What are you talking about when you're talking to them? Is it good stuff or bad stuff? Is it positive or negative? How do you feel when you talk to them? Do you feel good? Do you feel bad? Are they taking things from you? Are they giving things back? Is it mutual? This is how you're able to clearly filter out who you're serving and also who they're serving as well. 
it's, it becomes very apparent when you start using that approach, right? I know you're starting to think about this, and I know I just said a whole lot, but I want you to understand when you're talking and it's positive or negative, and sometimes it's neutral, the enemy kicks in very quickly in neutral and negative situations. Now, when it's negative, he wants to keep going down that spiral until he gets to the worst of the worst of the worst. That's why once you start getting negative, it's hard to get out of that. And when you're neutral, there's no intentional about being positive. So it might as well kick it in the negative gear because that's what's the easiest and the fastest, most convenient thing that's around you in the atmosphere. And of course, people on the news, on TV, online, you can't help it, right? With this, because that's what's around you. But you can help as to what you choose to say or do or believe. So... Let's go back and think about this. Are you able to discern clearly and think about clearly who you are identifying yourself with? How do you identify yourself? So when you are identifying yourself with God and the Holy Spirit, you're consistent. You feel peaceful. You feel positive. You feel loved. You feel very much so on the edge of I can forgive easily. I have patience. I am kind. I'm thoughtful. I'm charitable. I don't mind giving because charity, the heart behind charity is love. I feel very loving. I feel wonderful in the conversation. So when all these things kick in the high gear and you start practicing more and more and more, it becomes second nature and becomes more accurate. So then if this is what's coming out of you, if someone cannot see your face, but they can hear the, your words as you're hearing my words right now, and they can see your actions and they can see the things you do, or they can see the results of the things that you do, they're easily able to identify you with good, positive, the Holy Spirit, all that is good. Because God is known as the all-knowing, the omnipotent, the I am, the great I am. So everything that is existence that is of good, that's what they can identify you with. Now, I'm going to tell you that um, now that I've tried to practice this a lot more into my life, it, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not easy. <laughs> if it was easy, it w I would have done it a long time ago more consistently and everybody would do it. But now that I've practiced doing it more often, it's easy to identify when someone's not doing that. So it, when I'm engaging in conversations with people, and the conversation takes a negative turn. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't take long sometimes, depending on who you're talking to, before that happens. I am held accountable by the Holy Spirit of veering it back on the right direction. Because if I do nothing and I'm neutral, then that's when the enemy kicks in. Not only in that conversation, but into me as well. And I start feeling negative. Not even negative towards the conversation, but negative about that person. That's not good. That's not God. What it is, is we have to be aware and know that none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We were not made to be perfect. We were made to be and always try to practice to be like Christ. That's all we can do and bring him into our lives so that we can do that. We can, we were never designed to do it by ourselves. Okay. So when I'm talking to people and I'm hearing these kind of things in the conversation, if they are persistent about being negative and they're persistent about that energy that I'm feeling once the negativity occurs, you know, it's almost like you're talking to someone and the conversation is all nice and wonderful and then they say something really bad. I 
physically can feel, well, I won't say physically, I can spiritually feel a cut in the atmosphere. And essentially what that means is the enemy has barged through the front door. So because of what is in you, you have authority over the enemy. You got to shut it down. You've got to shut that door fast. So when I'm talking to people and I encourage you to do the same thing, be alert when you're talking and what you're bringing to the table yourself and be alert and know what they're bringing to the table. The conversation should always be feel good. If there is a problem, the goal is to focus on the solution. We can state the problem as factual and as evident as possible. And then we can work on a whole lot more solutions. Solutions feel a whole lot better than stating the problem several times and being subjective about those problems. Subjectivity is always geared to emotionalism most of the time. So we cannot measure that usually because we're not sure emotions are just designed to get us out of the present, right? They're not designed about, they, they don't care about the, um, the future. They really don't. So I want you to think about this while you're talking and you said, okay, now I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to shut this conversation down. I need you to also be alert of how the other person responds. <laughs> and I know you're thinking about this because you're probably thinking, "Uh oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. Well, you know what? You're not responsible for what they say. You're only responsible for what you do and what you put out there is if it's positive and it's from the Holy Spirit, if it's positive and it's good, it's positive and it, it's a solution. It's a whole lot better than what the enemy could ever, ever, ever offer. Right. Now, let's go back to the question again. How do you identify yourself? If you're thinking about that question and you don't have an answer, this is a perfectly good time to come up with one. And I even had to think about this for myself because I, um, when I'm talking to people, one of the things the enemy tries to um, do to me a lot especially with other females that I talk to, there's always um, in the conversation, the person always wants to get down a subjective spiral of problems. And I'm always challenged uh, um, on when to end it. Not necessarily in the conversation. I will if I have to, but when to end their negative spiral. So sometimes I find myself doing the double Dutch thing of, you know, should I do it now? Or should I wait? Should I do it now? Should I wait? So lately I've had to be very assertive because once again, not only does the Holy Spirit, um, you know, hold us accountable for that, but also I have to be intentional of how I am reflected within myself because I don't want to lose my identity based on the people that I'm talking to because I'm letting their conversation of negativity dominate what's inside of me, right? That's how you've got to take authority. You've got to be serious about the authority you are taking in conversations and the people that you're around because they are going to eventually represent who you are. This is so important as to where you want to go in life. I talk to people all the time that want to go places. We all have goals. We all have dreams. One year, two year, five year, 10 year plans. We hope 10 years from now, we're a whole lot better than we are today. And, you know, some people say, well, how much better can it get? If you're that fortunate to say that, <laughs> then let's just hope you can maintain it. Right. But most of us really have a lot of improvements we want to make. We've got to be very careful as to who we are identifying ourselves with. 
especially if we're saying that we are identifying ourselves as really good people that love God and want to do well. I think that um, this would be a great time to go into a very quick exercise. And the exercise I want to give you is, it's very simple. I want you to think about the last week of your life and write down three people that you have talked to the most. Of those three people, think about the conversations that you have. Now, I think somebody's saying right now, it's probably two of them. You're thinking, I need to shut the conversation down real quick. And that's good because that's what you want. to. If you want to go further in life, if you want to always improve and grow, especially in Christ, you will. You will. One thing I know for sure, um, you know, I always say you don't have to be spiritual to listen to this show, but you will have a spiritual experience. Everyone hears from the Holy Spirit. Everyone, a lot of us call it instinct. He places that inside of us, okay? Now, hearing from him is one thing. Listening is something totally different. I have found the more you are hearing, which is great, and you're in tune to listening, and once you start being obedient, now usually what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do is not going to be in our comfort zone all the time. It's not going to be appealing to our desires. It's not going to be appealing to that mammon I just talked about earlier. It's not, as a matter of fact, it's going to be on the total opposite of that mammon, okay? So it's not going to be worldly. It's not going to be desirable. It's not going to be things we see on TV. So it's not popular. So that's why a lot of us shut it down before we can even go a step further. But once we become obedient, the growth process that takes place in you is astronomical. So once you start being obedient, the more you hear him and the more you start to listen. And then that process repeats itself over and over and over again. Thus, you become such a person that Christ has designed you to be. And by that time, you are clearly walking to your desi- your heart's desire purpose. And your will for your life has lined up with God's plan and God's will for your life as well. A lot of times we always say, God, I just want your will for my life. And we feel like his will is way over there on one end and we're on the opposite spectrum. And it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that way. Once we start um, hearing more and listening and attuned to listening, being obedient and then acting out on what he tells us to do, that gap actually closes in astronomically. It just tremendously. So um, that's a very quick exercise. Um, That is the logic behind that exercise. I hope that works for you. It certainly works very well for me. I find myself growing uh, greatly daily, daily, daily. I can't express that enough. It is the best thing in the world. It's very fulfilling. Um, I know and I'm hoping that when you hear my words, you know exactly who I identify myself with because you cannot see my face while I'm talking. And matter of fact, when I look at my face, I want to make sure it's not strange in the mirror because I, I want to also know who I am and be clear about that and feel good about that when I look in the mirror. Or if I close my eyes and hear myself, I hear wonderful words coming out. So when they come out, they come back. They always come back in a good way from the Holy Spirit in the form of favor. That's what we want. We want favor from Christ, not the enemy. The enemy does not grant favors. So, okay, that's time for me. Uh, Once again, thank you for listening. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to my podcast on Stitcher. 
your soul fruit for your soul uh, podcast.cardelia.com you can always go in and listen directly uh, I'm still waiting for iTunes and Google Play to kick in that's actually taking some time so once that comes on I will certainly be saying that at the end of my segments you can reach me on love l-o-v-e at cardelia c-a-r-d-e-l-i-a dot com you can reach out to me an email give me feedback let me know also on my channel uh, YouTube Cardelia Read um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you and I look forward to talking to you and seeing you soon remember if nothing else jesus loves you and so do i we will talk to you next time thanks